You're with Shulin on the Brown Notes and the anniversary, the 20th year anniversary of the invasion of Iraq, one of the defining moments of the 21st century and one that um, dominated global politics and the notion that we can barely remember now of just how corrupt that George W. Bush uh, Dick Cheney administration was, how destructive the war was, the public opposition to the war uh, and the lies that were told to go there. So back in the 1980s, Saddam Hussein was the West's friend. We were notorious in the West for befriending uh, the most tyrannical dictators as long as they were on our side. And throughout the 1980s, Saddam was used as a wedge against Iran. So there was the Iraq-Iran war. Um, all of the military hardware that Saddam had was from us, the European Union, and from America, including the components of the chemical weapons he used on the Kurds, which would end up being the death sentence he received in court. Now, Saddam was a bad man using chemical weapons in the 1980s, and we did nothing to remove him. We knew all of that happened because we sold them. The, I remember the, um, the Bill Hicks, uh, legendary comedian Bill Hicks uh, piece on how we knew that Saddam had all these weapons. This is um, around the first Gulf War, which was in the early 90s, not the second Gulf War. Uh, and Bill Hicks said, oh, you know, how do we know that Saddam has all these weapons? It's like, well, we've got the receipts because we sold them all. But anyway, he was never removed. But uh, at the start of the 90s, uh, the Q80s began manipulating the price of a barrel of crude oil, which was the entirety of the, um, the, the money that Iraq had coming in. I think it cost them, I think uh, Kuwait artificially changing the, the price of crude oil cost them 10 billion a month or something incredible in, in Iraq. So um, Saddam invaded. And it was a different world back then. From other than proxy wars in Central America, um, America had been very gun shy about going to war itself. And Saddam believing that America would never follow Vietnam and given that he had been on their side, made a very cogent call that there's no way that America is going to invade Kuwait and attack Iraq, which is exactly what happened. Uh, and at the time, it was a really big deal because there hadn't been that kind of action from America They'd been involved in um, the still very underreported Balkan conflict um, and also um, heavily involved in proxy wars. But actually going on the ground with troops, I'm not sure other than maybe Grenada, um, which is a very small affair that America had done so since Vietnam or at least not in any capacity. So it was a big shock when America went in and uh, it was a short affair and at the end of it we let Saddam be because the leader of America at the time, George W. Bush, who I believe was an ex-CIA head, rightly said that um, if we depose Saddam Hussein in Iraq it would lead to um, a splintered Iraq with multiple factions descending into dangerous chaos, which is what happened when we removed Saddam the second time. 
in between that, for the bit like ten year gap between that first Gulf War and the second Gulf War, we enacted some of the most cruel sanctions on Iraq imaginable. The United Nations, I believe, said that the sanctions, which included medical supplies, um, cost around 1.2 million Iraqi lives and around, and these are United Nations figures, around 500,000 children died as a result of crippling sanctions. None of that was still enough to remove Saddam Hussein. So why did we invade Iraq and why is that still not talked about well, we know it wasn't weapons of mass destruction because the United Nations had had weapons inspectors in Iraq for 10 years proving that there were no weapons of mass destruction. Um, so to, to say that there was a credible case when you yourself had no evidence because they weren't there and when you've got 10 years of weapons inspectors saying they aren't there either, that has to count not as a mistake or an error, but a lie. And the most credible reason, because it's happened more than once, is the following. The US dollar is the denominated currency for oil. Oil is around the first or second, or including data, uh, which is now I think top, and weapons. I think oil is in the top three and usually number one most valuable commodities on earth if saudi arabia sells a hundred billion dollars worth of oil they get given a hundred billion dollars in us dollars so there's this notion which went round in the leftier corners of the internet that if all the oil producing nations stop selling oil in us dollars then they would dump all of their trillions of dollars in their bank accounts onto the market devaluing the US dollar by 40%. Other people have said, oh no, that's not true, it won't have so much of an impact. But you're ignoring the power of hegemony, the power that is states the world's most valuable commodity will be sold and bought in US dollars. So after decades of being a tyrant, uh, this is from The Guardian, I think just before we went in to uh, the war in Iraq. A bizarre political statement by Saddam Hussein has earned Iraq a windfall of hundreds of millions of dollars. In October 2000, Iraq insisted on dumping the US dollar, the currency of the enemy, for the euro. The changeover was announced almost exactly the same day the euro reached its lowest ebb. Uh, almost all of Iraq's oil exports under the United Nations Oil for Food program have been paid in euros since 2001. Uh, about 17 billion pounds, so 30 odd million dollars, have been paid for 3.3 billion barrels of oil. At the time of the change, the UN issued a report saying the move could cost Iraq 270 million pounds, about 500 million Australian dollars. In fact, the reverse happened. They made about 200 million US dollars profit. So after decades of being a tyrant and doing horrible things and even being uh, going to war and sanctions it was in the late year 2000 that uh, uh, Saddam Hussein said he wasn't going to um, use US dollars as the base currency for all their oil sales 
Then we invaded and then he was executed. So you can look at a timeline all you want there because he was a tyrant long before that and we knew about it. And it only happened after he redenominated his US dollar reserves into euros. Which is, you would say, if anyone else has ever done that, they have certainly fallen foul. We went in and we destroyed that country. We absolutely destroyed it and we did the same in Libya a few years later. What was NATO's violent intervention in Libya really all about? Now we know. Uh, thanks to Hillary Clinton's recently published emails, this is from 2016, it was to prevent the creation of an independent hard currency in Africa that would free the continent from economic bondage under the US dollar, the IMF and the French African franc shaking off the last heavy chains of colonial exploitation. So uh, Colonel Gaddafi in Libya ran uh, Libya much the same way as Saddam ran Iraq, which was um, a much more functional society than the one we left behind. One that was much more tolerant of different religions and races and creeds. One where women were much freer to get educated and wear what they want. The both countries we left behind are complete and utter basket cases of uh, sectarian violence, outrageously extreme Islamism, violence, bloodshed, degradation, horror. And Gaddafi had been a the main sponsor of international terrorism for a few decades, going back to the 70s and the Palestinian uh, organizations. Often they were funded or supported by Colonel Gaddafi. None of that caused us to remove him from power. Yet he had been up to his neck in everything that we accu we accused him of the uh, the Lockerbie bombing, um, which again um, saw some US strikes on Libyan soil, but no attempt to remove him from office. Then one year he comes up with this notion that Africa should have its own version of the US dollar where all of the oil sold in from an African nation would be bought and paid for by using this pan-African currency. Two years later, he goes to a conference to promote this ideal. Um, and I think within about three months, he was dead. We maintained air support over Libya and we promoted um, offcuts of Islamic State uh, who were violently repressing black Africans which had, who had enjoyed a great deal of tolerance under Gaddafi. And we painted it the other way around. We painted it that Gaddafi was the one doing ethnic cleansing, but actually the people we supported were literally doing ethnic cleansing. And we turned a very functioning, one of the most functioning African nations with some of the highest rates of prosperity, education and infrastructure into a war-torn basket case within months of Colonel Gaddafi attending that conference to promote a pan-African currency. So those are the reasons why we went to war in Iraq more than any other. There's also the, you know, the military industrial complex and all of the contracting firms like Blackwater that walked away with billions and billions. But no one's ever paid for this. I mean, the very best you can say is that we went to war in error on a mistake and Hundreds of thousands of people died and millions were displaced and trillions were spent and a 
country was destroyed. No one ever paid. You can receive a bottle of wine as a politician in error and lose your job, but going to war? Make no bones about who was responsible in going to war. It was the unholy alliance of George W. Bush with Al Gore, who have always been very hawkish anyway, and the Republican neoconservatives, but they couldn't do it on their own. They needed support, and that support came from the facilitator, Tony Blair, and John Howard, and the, to a degree, Silvio Berlusconi in Italy, but mainly Tony Blair and the crumb maiden, John Howard. Um, none, of them, none of these people have ever apologised for anything they did, or the destruction. If we killed half a million children with sanctions, imagine how many have died since we invaded. It made the world a less safe place. It engendered Islamic State onto the world. It promoted Islamic terrorism like never before. And years, a decade in, we had the overspill into Syria and Islamic State rising up. Islamic State actually sent people from Libya, from the Libyan conflict, to Syria. And America transferred something like half a billion dollars of weaponry to people that were connected with Al-Qaeda in Libya. And no one's ever paid for any of this. Um, everyone knows it, but no one talks about it. The people that benefited were next to no one that isn't in the military-industrial complex. It didn't help the world in any way, shape, or form. Saddam Hussein and Colonel could, and particularly Saddam Hussein was wildly anti-Islamist. Al Qaeda hated him. He led this secular version of Iraq in the Middle East. He had no truck with them at all, and they flourished when we removed him. So, twenty years of celebration, and um, I guess it's kind of fitting that we're using a militarized version of the West again in Ukraine, whilst. In the next bit I'm going to do, China is using diplomacy. Um, so yeah, 20-year anniversary. 